this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And welcome to another edition of the X-Zone TV show. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Check us out online at www.xzonetv.com. And you can always listen to the X-Zone radio show, 724-365, at www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Mark Anthony and he is the psychic lawyer. He's got a brand new book out entitled Evidence of Eternity and the website is www.evidenceofeternity.com and joining me now from Florida via Skype is Mark Anthony and Mark welcome back to the Exxon. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you Rob. It's really great being back here and to all the uh, everyone in the audience hello. It's good to see you sort of. <laughs> sort of. Oh, come on. That wasn't very nice, Counselor. Uh, Mark, what was it like growing up being a psychic? In my family, it wasn't weird because both my parents had these abilities. So I wasn't ostracized or treated uh, like I was some kind of weirdo because if I would talk about spirits, both mom and dad could see them too. Mm -hmm. But they mm -hmm. were very cautious about me discussing it outside of the household. So, you know, the joke I like to make is my, my childhood was like everybody meets Raymond meets the sixth sense. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was quite interesting. Psychic lawyer. What's it like being a psychic and a lawyer? And do you use your ability as a psychic when you practice law? I, I certainly have um, incurred my, my um, ration of ridicule and people making fun of me in the legal profession, but they're also, I've noticed, a little bit scared of me, which I find amusing because I don't look at what I do as scary, nor do I use my ability mm -hmm. um, in some type of negative way. I look at uh, my psychic abilities as part of my skill set, right? and it gives me insights. I mean, I'm not all-knowing or all-seeing. Nobody is. God is, but we're not. So I look at psychic ability as helping me out, particularly in things like jury selection and sort of summing people up. And if I'm cross-examining somebody on the witness stand, a lot of times something will come to me that will, uh, will be very good to, to ask the uh, person on the stand about. So law enforcement uses CSI and you use psychic ability. Uh, actually, a lot of law enforcement does use psychics. Really? Psychic mediums can give police officer leads that will help them on, on a, a trail, particularly in cold cases, but oftentimes in, in hot cases, things that are ongoing. Mm -hmm. What people need to understand is that psychic and mediumistic intuition is not admissible in court. I mean, it's about, you know, about as hearsay a piece of information as you can get. But behind the scenes, 
it can direct the police um, you know, to, to find information, which then could possibly lead to arresting a, a culprit for murder or for some other crime. Why don't you explain to our audience the difference between a psychic and a medium? In a nutshell, if you want to know about your love life, your mm -hmm. future, your career, see a psychic. If you want to talk to deceased loved ones, see a medium. And I'm not trying to be flippant by saying that. It has to do with the different types of frequencies that we tune into. Psychics tune into the energy of a person, place, or thing, which is how they're able to discern past, present, and future events. Mediums tune into the energy of a third party, which is a, a spiritual entity. All mediums appear to possess psychic ability, but not all psychics seem to possess mediumistic ability. And in the psychic community, there's a joke that uh, mediums are the upgraded package, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, don't, I don't necessarily look at it that way. What was it like the very first time that you used your, your gift as a lawyer in a case? What I noticed when I had gotten out of law school, I started working as a prosecutor and the you know, prosecutor works for the state and, and when people are arrested, we're the ones that uh, bring the evidence to, uh, to find someone guilty. Well, a lot of what we do is sitting in what they call first appearances. In other words, when people get arrested, they have to be brought before a judge within 24 hours, at least you know, right. in the state of Florida. And when people would walk in, I'd be with my co-counsel, usually another attorney. You know, we were in our mid, you know, I was, uh, I was 24 when I started practicing law. And I would say, well, that guy's charged with arson. That guy's charged with some sexual offense. That guy's charged with drugs before I ever looked at the police reports. And I remember all the other attorneys asking me, how do you know that? And it suddenly dawned on me, it was coming to me uh, through, through intuitive means as opposed to through empirical means. Fascinating. Mark, stand by. You and I have to take a break. Exonation. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, is my special guest uh, tonight. And uh, his website is www.evidenceofeternity. Is that right? Yes, evidenceofattorney.com. There you go. Mark Anthony and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Visit us online at www.exxonetv.com and you can always listen to the X-Zone Radio Show 724-365 at exxoneradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, and he has a brand new book out entitled Evidence of Eternity. First of all, Mark, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on your new book. Tell us about it. Evidence of Eternity explains how spirit communication is a reality, and what I'm doing in this, Rob, no other psychic or medium has written a book like this because I'm taking mediumship out of the Victorian era and bringing it into the 21st century. I'm combining science, theoretical physics, human physiology, evidence, and theology to explain the nature of the afterlife, what happens when we die, and then I tackle some really edgy questions about crime, homicide, suicide, losing a child, and, and understanding uh, things like 
interdimensional communication. In other words, I don't refer to what I do as mediumship, but rather as interdimensional communication, because the other side, the spirit realm, is a parallel dimension which runs, um, uh, which coexists with ours. And what spirits are doing is they're sending waves of frequency from that dimension to ours. And you have to realize that a lot of the the terms and concepts about mediumship were coined in the Victorian era with the rise of spiritualism. And that's very fine, well, and good, but now we're in the internet age, the nuclear age, the space age, and our understanding of frequency transfer is literally light years ahead of what it was 150 to 200 years ago. So I felt it was high time that this was explained in a way that everyone could understand it based on sound scientific logic logic and principles. Would that also ex explain how extrasensory perception works? Yes, it does. Earlier when we were discussing in the last segment about the difference between a psychic and a medium, right. everybody has the ability to have a psychic experience or a mediumistic experience, mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone's a psychic or a medium. We all have the same physiological equipment. This isn't woohoo, magic, or hocus-pocus. Everything happens for a reason. There's a delivery system, if you will, and all the great uh, physicists from Albert Einstein through Stephen Hawking have talked about string theory and uh, not just one universe but multiverses and energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. I've also, my theory is that faith and science are not mutually exclusive. If you look at the, the um, the theories in physics about energy neither being created nor destroyed, only transferred. And then look at what every major belief system in the world talks about the nature of the soul. The soul, the spirit, what we really are, pre-exists the body, mm -hmm. and then when the body no longer functions, it continues on. In other words, energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one dimension to another. So this also explains how reincarnation would work. Yes, it does. What I found on the, when I was touring the country uh, for my last book, uh, Never Letting Go, people started asking me all types of uh, questions about reincarnation, mm -hmm. you know, communicate with somebody who's reincarnated, does my animal have a soul, um, what happened, uh, you know, because my son committed suicide, did he go to hell, and, and there was just all these really profound questions, and I started keeping track of them, doing my research, uh, both both uh, through scientific means and also in in the readings that I've conducted and I I did um, What I wanted to do for the reader is answer the most commonly asked questions and in a way that nobody else is is answering them So where are we going to be going in the future when it comes to the ability to communicate with not only the deceased, but with others in parallel universes. I think it would be really great. I mean, if you look at some of the things going on, I don't want to get all political, mm -hmm. but I think that extremism in the religious sense and, and fundamentalism is kind of, it's like a declining empire. It's, it's fighting and it's dangerous. If you look at what's going on in the Middle East, um, where, where there's a, a radical organization trying to bring people back to the early middle, medieval era. Uh, I think that this new enlightened understanding of the other side, and I think eventually 
the objective of science is, is the discovery of God and of an afterlife. I think that a lot of these arcane and violent, bigoted notions mm -hmm. are going to melt away. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be living in a utopia, but I think that our understanding is going to evolve. Mark, stand by. You and I have to take another break. ExoNation, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, is our special guest. His website is evidenceofeternity.com. And Mark and I will be back on the other side of this break as we further investigate life after death, communication with those who have passed, communicating with parallel universes, and much more. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue from our broadcast center here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And don't forget, you can always check us out online at exxonetv.com and listen to the Exxon Radio TV show at www.exxonradiotv.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and the Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. My guest this hour is the psychic lawyer himself, Mark Anthony. He joins us from Florida via Skype. And Mark, with all the controversy that has come to the surface when it comes to Sylvia Brown, um, you know, uh, let me see, the Long Island psychic, and other psychics, how does anyone know I mean, besides from knowing you personally like I do, how to trust a medium or how to trust a psychic? That's a great question, Rob. And in recent years, in my capacity as the psychic lawyer, I've been called to comment upon a number of cases, like the Rosa Marks case yeah. in South Florida, where an, an unscrupulous psychic and her family built uh, victims out of over $30 million. <sighs> and what they're doing is is if you go to a psychic or a medium and they start telling you that uh, one of your loved ones, their soul is in danger and will be destroyed, but if you come and see me three to four or five times a week at $500 every session and I can save their soul, or if somebody tries to persuade you that there's a curse on you or on your family, or that you need to see them multiple times during the week, turn and run. So the first indicator would be anyone that tries to latch on to you for economic reasons. In, in the circles that, that I operate in, mm -hmm. it is recommended that you should wait at least six months until after the death of a loved one before seeking a reading. It's not that the spirit can't communicate right away. It's that the grieving person needs to achieve an element of emotional stability before he or she will get the maximum benefit out of the reading. And then after that, you may never need another session with me again, but many people want a repeat session, and I'm, I'm pretty steadfast in my rule. You need to wait at least six months because you have got to progress. The other thing people need to watch out for, if you go for a reading with a psychic or a medium, you can tell the legitimate ones because they produce evidence. You know, Rob, if I said, oh, there's an older woman around you that feels like a grandmother and she died and she loves you. Well, anybody can say that. But if I say, well, there's a grandmother figure around you and I describe what she looked like, mm -hmm. I describe the cause of her death, maybe I get her name, her shared memories between you and her, her favorite song, uh, particular things about her and things about you that she transmits to me, 
that are specific and, and evidential, well, then that's a whole different story. And that's what you need to look at. A lot of the TV psychics, and I don't, I don't want to bash anybody, but you have to realize, too, especially when you're on television, and I've been on TV a lot, and they say, all right, now do a reading. Well, you have to realize we have to, to do this in a seven to ten minute increment with station breaks. And then if you call on somebody, I'm used to public speaking, but you call on somebody in the audience, they're terrified. And they're standing looking at the camera going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then after the, the, the show's over, suddenly they, they're able to recognize the information. So you can't fault a lot of the psychics that are on TV mm-hmm. because you have to look at all the factors. Well, I, I found it very strange in the case of Sylvia Brown where she died and, uh, you know, days before she was booking well into the future. Shouldn't she have known that she was going to die? You can't read for yourself. In other words, if I try to read uh, for myself, it's you can't read your own energy. Okay. And it's not recommended. In other words, if I, if I want to know about, about a future event, I seek out somebody who is a psychic and I check out their reputation and I prefer to go to people who don't know me. And that's the other thing. When you go to a psychic or a medium, don't tell them anything about yourself or about who you want to contact on the other side because you don't want the psychic or medium to have tainted perceptions. And that's one of my strict policies is I don't want to know anything about anyone because I want all the information to come to me to be pure. Because if you call them and say, um, my, my son was murdered and uh, three people killed him and I want to know things. Well, then right off the bat, um, that's a fact that may come up. And the question then for me is, well, is that being presented to me by a spirit or is that a tainted perception? We've got about a minute left before I have to take my break, but how, does, how do the spirits or those on the other side know that you're looking for them? In my new book, Evidence of Eternity, I write a chapter, I've written a chapter called Frequency Beacons, and it explains that very question about how everyone that we love, both on this side and the other side, are energetically interconnected. And that explains how they know what's going on with us. They're not with us 24-7, but because they're pure energy, they're moving at least at light speed so they can pop in, see what's going on, and they're tethered to us. Very much uh, the way people who are parents, they suddenly get a feeling something's going wrong with their children, and they're right. We've all had those feelings, Exxon Nation. My guest this hour is the psychic lawyer, Mark Anthony. He's got a brand new book out. It's called Evidence of Eternity. And his website is evidenceofeternity.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Visit us online at www.exxontv.com. Is there evidence of eternity? Well, my guest this hour, the psychic lawyer Mark Anthony, says yes, and he has a new book that's out on the market. It's called Evidence uh, for Eternity. His website, www.evidenceofeternity.com. And Mark, let me ask you this question. I'm sure you've never heard it before. What happens to us when we die? A lot happens to us when we die. Energy is neither... Uh, created nor destroyed, only transferred. Now, I know I've said right. that before, but there's an energy field within us which includes our spirit and our soul. And when we separate from the body, 
what I've seen in the thousands of readings that I've conducted, in many of them, spirits have indicated what happens when they left their body. The fascinating thing is I've, um, my new book's been endorsed by Raymond Moody, Jeffrey Long, and Kenneth Ring, the three top near-death yeah. experience scientists in the world. And Dr. Ring wrote the, the foreword for the book. And what he said was that my observations coincide with over 40 years of research in the near-death experience and survival of consciousness field. And what I've seen and what the NDE, the near-death experience studies indicate, is your consciousness remains intact. There's a separation feeling. And the funny thing, Rob, the way spirits have described to mm -hmm. me when they separate, there's a tingling sensation. You ever taken a 9-volt battery and stuck it on your tongue? I mean, every boy has done sure. that. Yeah, they describe it to me feeling very much like that. There's like this tingly sensation. Then there's a separation. They're completely aware of what's going on. Then there will be either a tunnel or some type of, of tube-like structure with a white light. And when they go through that, they will be greeted by several people that have died. And the fascinating thing about this is they never encounter someone who has not passed. And in some of Dr. Ring's um, research, he came across a case where a woman in Japan had died and then was resuscitated, and she talked about seeing her sister. And she said, but it cannot be because my sister is alive. And her parents were in the hospital room with her, and they said, well, you don't know this but your sister was killed in a car accident yesterday. Oh, my Lord. So this validates that, and, and that's just one of the stories. And then, you know, in my research, I've come across many, many instances like that. So you only see people who have passed. Once again, there's evidence of this. Then beyond that is the white light. And everyone talks about the intelligence. Even the word God is too limiting. Now, I, I like to refer to, to that as God. Some people want to call it the source, the higher power, spirit, what have you. But I refer to that as God. And in the near-death experiences, at that point, they are instructed or told, no, no, you must go back. What Kenneth Ring, Dr. Kenneth Ring and Dr. Raymond Moody like about my book, Evidence of Eternity, is it takes up the trail after the NDE trail goes cold. In other words, the people I communicate with don't come back. And I ask them, well, what's it like over there? And it's frustrating when they tell me you can't possibly understand because you are a finite being trying to envision something beyond your experience. And the best way that I can describe it, Rob, is think of yourself as a single wire and now suddenly you want to be able to handle all of the electricity flowing into New York City. Wow. Fascinating. You know, we've had uh, Raymond Moody on the show. We've had Kenneth Ring on the show. We've had Jeffrey Lung on the show. And, and the more I talk to people, whether it's on the show or when I do public appearances, more and more people are believing that there is so much more after life and that it's the various religious philosophies who have been keeping the lid on this for some reason or another? How do you, how do you explain that? 
Religions serve a beautiful and important purpose because they are a potential path to God. Right. And I really like what George Harrison said, that all religions are branches of one big tree, and it doesn't matter what you call God, just so, so long as you call. Right. What the downside is, it becomes a very human thing, the us versus they syndrome. We're right, you're wrong. And the only way you can get to God is through our clerics and our dogma, which you must financially support. That's right. And if you don't, you're evil and you're going to burn in all of in hell for all of eternity. And what's happened is that religion um, is, is a very good thing unless it is hijacked by somebody to justify anger, bigotry, hatred, or violence. This is what we're seeing with ISIL, sure. ISIS, whatever you want to call it, the um, evangelicals in the U.S. that are using it to further their own political agendas and, and all throughout the world. And the fact of the matter is, when you look at the, the teachings of the great spiritual leaders, none of them ever said, judge, condemn, and persecute. It's all about love. And every religion has the golden rule. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. And that doesn't include sitting in judgment of them and casting the first stone. Mark, as always, a great pleasure talking to you. I am so happy to have had you on the show. Continued success, and I can't wait until the next time we meet here in the X-Zone. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Rob, and to all the, the audience. May God bless you. X-Zone Nation, my special guest, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, his website, Evidence of eternity.com so this is it another x-zone edition has been completed so until the next time we meet here in the x-zone a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light good night everyone <laughs>